Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Duke City, what it is. Happy Monday. Hope you had the best weekend of your GD life. It's your boy Van Nunley of Two Men On right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Fredless Monday. You're used to your Fredless Fridays, but here we are again. With just another Fredless Monday. Oh, oh. You got to give me a warning before you do that. Man. <laughs> I will never tell you when I'm about to start singing. Joke's on you. Lucky for me, I got Buck D. Robert Buck D. Gibson, the man, right across from me. How was your weekend, my guy? Man, it was great. It was nice and relaxing. Uh, I enjoyed it. A weekend of nothingness for once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. A little yeah. staycation? Yeah. Had fun. You and the dog and the kiddo? Yes. You actually nailed it on the head. Across the glass, when we're down a Vital, we bring in the big guns. What up, Steph? Hello. How are you guys? Peachy. How was hey. your weekend? It was very good. Good. I just good, good, worked, good. but it was great. The weather was awesome till yesterday. Wasn't it gorgeous? Yeah. What was wrong with yesterday? What well, happened? The, last, the evening. You know, oh, it was horrible last got night. Got super windy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I think like wind is relaxing if you're inside. Ins- yeah, yeah. If you're inside okay. and you hear it blowing, the trees rustling. and Unless you live by someone who has like a thousand wind chimes outside, then it's like crazy. Oh, you're just... Praying they get blown <laughs> off their porch. <laughs> Screw your wind chimes. Or wind without dirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That That's nice. nice. Which we don't have here. No. We, we have a lot of dirt here, so. That really doesn't exist in my backyard, because my oh. backyard is basically the moon now, because I got my adulting on all Sunday and yanked every single weed in the backyard, every bit of detritus. Every bit of trash that blew in the past couple weeks. And let me tell you, I am sore in weird places. <laughs> <laughs> like where my hammies meet my butt cheeks. Like that place that, that it is crease right there. on fire. <laughs> like right when I sit down, like the like the place right where my butt touches the chair. Yeah. I I just for a split second I go, ow. I'm laughing because I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> Like, I was scared to, like, go in public today and, like, sit in a chair around people in case, like, I sit down and go, like, uh, uh. They're going to be like, ew, what's up with this guy? (laughs) I swear to God I was doing yard work. Yeah. It's because I kept bending over and picking up piles of leaves. I'm mad because I know exactly the place what you're talking about. A hundred percent, dude. I'm in real tears, man. (laughs) It's the weirdest spot because oh, it, it doesn't like hurt hurt all the time. No. But like when like you sit down, you know, it's you stand there. up. You yeah. got this one little space. You know, it's, it's like, there. 
two inch space like on your way up like i'm a you can't see me obviously on the radio but i'm gonna stand up here and then like right from right when you get off the chair that like little lift there's a little ow and then like you get all the way up and then there's another ow and then you like wonder what was i what, what how was i bent what, like to even get that muscle like it's age yeah it's That's age what it is i guess like the bottom of your butt cheek muscle just goes away <laughs> I turned, I turned forty two months ago. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, like the second. And that was the first time you had like found that muscle in yeah. so long. Yeah, I was, I was telling like, people like the first you know week or two of me being forty, like me being in my forties, I was just like, no, everything's the same, nothing's different. And then now, like two weeks later, yeah. I'm like, I'm sore all the time yeah. in the weirdest places. Right, it's like a car accident; it doesn't show up for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah that's probably it. I've had you three and a half nailed. years of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is your body used to it? Like, no, not at all. It just get, keeps getting worse every day. I'll just Something pay people to do yard work. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get like a PT that like specializes in like elderly care, yeah. and like give me some like rubber band exercises or something, because I need to get this uh, bottom of my butt cheek muscle back in gear, or I'll never be able to do yard work again. We'll just have to get you one of those sticks with the the spear at the bottom, so you oh, can just stab yeah, it and pick it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, you, that's smart. See, that's why man invented tools, right? So they didn't have to go through this, right? Because no, someone went through the same thing you're going through, and he's like, "I'm never going to do it again. again. Yeah, never again. Not happening." Yeah, no. I try to do like the uh, the rake to rake method, where you rake the leaves and the trash on top of another rake and then dump it in. And but that that method just spreads yeah. more trash yeah. everywhere. You're doing nothing but yeah, yeah, so exactly get, what you said. You get <laughs> one big clump. And then all the edges of the clump just spread out, yeah. so you have to re-rake again no matter what. I've done that before, but I've gotten like them together, and then I forgot that I had to open the bag. So then you're holding oh. it like, um, I'm all alone, no one to open the bag, you have to start all over again. See, I hate doing uh, like putting away leaves in like, the normal size like kitchen bags. Like I need the gangster, yeah. huge, thick outdoor bag. Yeah, that's that's you're tripling the work with yeah. those little bags. You're like you're like doing it in slow motion too, because <laughs> you got to do little clumps, because otherwise it's gonna fall over the side. Then you got the same problem with the rake on rake mm -hmm. method. I'm just getting a visual of all of this and you. I, I just because you're when I see you, Van, you're always immaculately dressed. <laughs> I just don't see the backyard cleanup van in my head. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a good mental image. Yeah. Your loafers have to be trashed. My, that's that's hilarious. That is so funny. My my skinny ginger ass just dressed like a migrant worker because uh -huh. I like I'm in jeans and a long sleeve pearl snap and a cowboy hat and like hiking boots because I can't I can't do sun that's for a long right. time. I can't do sun oh, for like man. more than half an hour. Yeah, I definitely. If I were you, I definitely wouldn't do yard work at all. There's too many hazards going around. Just hire out? Yeah, yeah. But I, I like I like getting out. I like being active. I like being in the weather. But, like, I'm sweating. Like, I can do sunscreen yeah. and, like, not die. But if I'm sweating, I'm going to sweat off the sunscreen. <laughs> and it's just like a vicious cycle of putting myself in danger. There's too many hazards, man. On top of that, the hamstring butt cheek thing. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Anything else hurting on you? You good? No, that's kind of it. That's it? Yeah, well, that's that, kind of it. That means it wasn't that bad then. Yeah. If you only have one concentrated area that's sore right now after yard work, you, you did pretty good. Yeah, it's really just there. 
a little sprinkle in my lower back. I don't know if that's from yard work or just being old. Mm -hmm. I'll never know. But there's my there's my weekly old man rant. You survive. It's about weird yard work pain. You survive <laughs> though. That's the that's the main thing that I'm getting from this. Ouch, my butt cheeks by Van <laughs> Allen Nunley. Oh, what a way to start the show, man! <laughs> you turn it into like a children's book. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't either. It was just lurking in the back of my head. I was like, you know what? We'll we'll go with this. We'll talk about game sevens at four thirty. We'll talk about my butt cheeks right now. <laughs> Albuquerque, I hope you had an amazing weekend. I had a great weekend. We did some really cool stuff over the weekend. Uh, we got some new spa, uh, partners and sponsors to announce, both at the same time, both a little boozy, both doing different things in the community. Congratulations on Teller Vodka, new friend of the show. Yeah. There we go. Great, great friend. Had me at boozy. New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. Check out their pre-canned cocktails anywhere in town where you get your local hooch or one of my favorite places in town, Rio Grande Credit Union Field. Field? I don't know what a field is, mm. but a field. Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. You can get Teller's pre-made cocktails there. They are delicious. The Watermelon walk-off. It's a watermelon lemonade with two shots of vodka in it. You get the mariachi margarita, which is absolutely oh, phenomenal. Yeah. That's the one for me. It's the absolute yes. king A1 of pre-made margaritas. It's never came close. I'm not just saying that because they pay us, which they do, but also it's friggin' delicious objectively. And welcome, new friend of the show, Hollow Spirits. Yeah. Another one. Yes. Hollow Spirit's like the best place in town to go get a quality cocktail that's made right in-house and some friggin' five-star food as long as I'm concerned. Oh, My dead. star rating is different than Michelin's star rating. Don't believe those losers. <laughs> Hollow Spirit's is a place to go, bring your friends, bring your family, go to a happy hour, do a business meeting there, check us out, doing all kinds of special events. We uh, hosted the New Mexico United watch party there this weekend. It was me and voice of New Mexico United, Tyler Ortega, as a special guest host. Had a lot of fun with The Curse. Had a lot of fun with other New Mexico United fans. Uh, check out the social media, at TalkABQ on Instagram and Facebook, or just Google Two Men On. Having a lot of fun over there at Hollow Spirits. We'll be there at the grand opening. We'll be there at all New Mexico United road games. Come have some fun. Get some free stuff. We give away gift cards. We give away t-shirts. We give away bartending classes. We give away whiskey and cigar nights. We just have a lot of fun with it. If you're a United fan and you like good food and you like good drink, Hollow Spirits is the place to be. Speaking of new friends, we got an old friend just walking into the house, Hispano Chamber of Commerce. They're doing a lot of cool stuff for northern New Mexico right now, and we're going to give you all that information right when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. I got a little special treat for you guys right now. Got some new friends of the show 
in the house for the first time. Doing some good things for the community as the Hispano Chamber of Commerce always does. You have a rich history of helping the community and you guys help local businesses and anything going on in the Albuquerque and northern New Mexico community. Well, basically anything New Mexico, right? Right. You guys are just helpers on helpers. And you know the motto here on Two Men On, on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal, is boys help boys. All the time. And we use boys interchangeably as (laughs) unisex. It's not a sexist thing. All right, Roberta. I'm good with that. (laughs) (laughs) From the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce, we have two new friends of the show here. Roberta Ritchie, vice president, and Joey Gutierrez, the uh, member manager. Is that that the right title? Uh, Director of membership. Director of membership. That sounds cooler. You're right. I would go go with that as well. Director of membership is better. So who are you guys? What do you do? And why are you here? Roberta, let's start with you. Thank you, and thank you for having us on the yard today. Um, I'm super excited. I've only been at the chamber for one month now. and you know, Putting they, you to work wow. already. I know. I know. <laughs> already on the radio. <laughs> but, um, you know, we do a bunch of great things for our community, and when our community needs us, we just, you know, step up and step in. And so right now we know with all the fires up north, we really need um, to bring everybody together. Um, and we had this special opportunity to have a VIP reception tonight to collect some needed items for the, the victims of the fire in northern New Mexico. And Joey, who are you and what do you do? So I, I've been with the chamber since September 2020, and uh, I've been in membership ever since. Um, and now I run the department. So um, it, it's been rewarding. We do a lot of events, a lot of networking events. We try to tie, uh, get the community involved as much as possible. But like Roberta was saying, um, this is a, a big deal. A lot of us are from up north or have family members right. up north. So, you know, if you're from New Mexico, you definitely, you have um, you have someone that's affected by it. We have, I think, Paulina uh, lived in Mora for a little while. So there's just, um, there's a lot of people in need right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this event kind of came from. And we're, we're hoping that uh, we get a good turnout. I know it was kind of last minute, but the chamber just tends to throw things together last minute. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, Hotel Andalus, we were just talking about there's going to be some free hors d'oeuvres there. So always good with the free food. And then there's going to be some raffle prizes. And it's just a fundraising event for for that mission out there, for the initiative. Because it, it's not close to being over, and we know that. And that is going down this evening at 5.30 to 8 p.m., at, like you said, at Hotel Andalus. I'm, so, I'm looking at the supplies that are needed. I'm showing everything from dryer sheets, laundry detergent, diapers, wipes. Uh, disposable utensils, paper plates, games, activities for kids, coloring books, uh, uh, these things that are listed. Are you guys accepting anything else that is not listed here as a supply? Cash, cash donations. There we go. That's where I was getting (laughs) at. Okay, there we go. That's exactly where I was getting (laughs) at. (laughs) Yes, I mean, specifically this list is is, um, what's needed in terms of items um, for the specific areas they're going to. So if you can't Go to the grocery store or go somewhere on the way to Hotel Deleuze. Um, please feel free to come by and write a check. We would love that. There we go. And we'll also be collecting through tomorrow, too, at the chamber. We have some boxes set up. The plan is for the next couple of days, uh, collect as much stuff as possible and then take it up north on Wednesday. Where is the chamber um, located so they can know where to come and drop off anything that they wanted to? Uh, the address is 1309 4th Street Southwest. So it's right across the street, basically, from Badella's Coffee Shop. There we go. Helping northern New Mexican communities, hashtag Hispano Helps. Today, 
from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Hotel Andalus. That's 125 2nd Street Northwest, downtown Albuquerque. It's a really nice place. Yes, it is. If you haven't been there before. I, I used to, like, uh, when people would be seen with me in public, I used to go out on date nights there, and it's a really cool spot. So whether whether you go there tonight to help out, which you better well should, yes, a lot of donations accepted. We're working with a new friend of the show, Teller Vodka, to get you guys just a belligerent amount of hand sanitizer to take up there because they helped out with a lot of uh, donations during COVID, and they have some leftovers. So we're going to try to get that together for you guys. But... Albuquerque, you're listening to Two Men On, friends of the show, loyal listeners. The Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce does absolutely amazing things for this community, and they're asking for your help. Hotel Anzalus, today, 5.30 to 8 p.m. Supplies that are needed, dryer sheets, laundry detergent, cleaning products, games, activities for kids, coloring books. I can't even read this one. What does that say? Paper, oh, paper plates. Paper plates. Paper plates. That's important. Disposable utensils, hand sanitizer, diapers, wipes. What else are we thinking? Like money, clothes, masks. Yeah. We kind of forgot about the last couple of months. Um, we're having trouble breathing up there, so a lot of people are wearing masks because of the smoke inhalation. Uh, so masks. There's just there's so much that they need out there. Um, we'll we'll take anything up. We have multiple trucks. We have people that have. Uh, volunteer transportation for us so we're, we're just looking to get whatever is needed in the community but those are just some of the things i think those are some things that people didn't realize were a need right and so we wanted to list those things i was one of them we we have friends of the show from uh, highlands university and they were talking about how the smoke was really the biggest problem that they're having and i didn't even think about we were just coming off of these face masks mm -hmm. why can't we right. use those there so that's a great thing to um to also volunteer and give to the cause you guys so what's it going to look like if a volunteer wants to show up and bring stuff or donate cash? What's, it gonna, what's the event going to look like when they get there? When they walk in, you know, we'll right be in the lobby downstairs. Um, so they can come in. We'll have plenty of boxes around for them to drop their items off. We'll have a full cash bar. We're going to have some music, and we're going to have a raffle table so they and can. Lots of, lots of food, food. delicious so food. kind of connect and network during this time as well. Um, you know, be able to introduce themselves to each other and just build that community. Uh, that I think that's what's going to be the biggest thing tonight. Mm -hmm. Donations are one thing, but when the community comes together, we know New Mexico comes strong, and that's that's kind of the goal here. So we'll feed you if you give us we some There we go. Goodies. Deal. <laughs> Deal. That's a trade-off, is we'll feed you. There, yes. So yes. Hotel Angelou is known for their food. Mm -hmm. They've had a, a rich history of having great chefs there and great restaurants, so I'm really excited to, to see you guys' spread. Uh, I'm going to raid my closet and see everything that I can bring, raid the pantry, see everything yeah. that I could bring. Same here. Same and here. Uh, so beyond cash, is there like, can you bring a check? Is there a Venmo? Is there a PayPal? Like how? There will be, yeah. So we, you can bring a check. Venmo, PayPal, we can work that out. Uh, uh, we'll work with our accounting team when we get back. But we uh, usually have a QR code of some sort. I think we'll have the credit card machines there, too, um, to be able to take payments. So there will be multiple ways to donate. Um, but it is also a raffle, too, so you're not going home empty-handed. There we go. You can buy some raffle tickets. We have some very, very cool prizes mm -hmm. there um, that, you know, that were donated by our members. So, Oh, how exciting. What, what else are you guys working on in the community? Because I know Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce wears a lot of hats, and you're always doing something. Like, what are some other events that loyal listeners and friend of the show can expect? 
probably stay tuned for a convention of tourism. Now that we uh, have Roberta, uh, she's going to do, they're going to do some big things. We partner on a lot of events here, the Lowrider show, a lot of things like that. So those will still be coming um, as for entertainment. Um, we have a couple grants that we're working on that are big for us, for the community, for creative technology, stuff like that. Um, we have our Education Excellence Awards coming up where we get scholarships. Last year we gave 74. This year we're hoping to surpass that and I think we'll do a good job. That's coming up this month and then Hispanic Heritage, um, another golf tournament. So there's so much stuff wow. we have yeah. going on. And then whatever our members need from us, when the community calls us and says, hey, we have an initiative, can you help us with it? We usually say yes <laughs> and we, uh, we, we stack our calendars. So we're excited for this summer because I feel like everybody's going to get out more and yeah. have that community yeah, I was going to say, Roberta, you have your hands full. We're coming off of COVID. Everyone wants to go outside. Everyone wants something to do. And it's it's uh, great that you guys are providing that type of entertainment for everyone. Yeah. If you're not already a member, you can check out the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce website. That's ahcnm.org. Always looking for brother and sister businesses in the community. They're an absolutely amazing place to connect with fellow people who love the love northern new mexico love new mexico and especially love uh the albuquerque community whether it's businesses or nonprofits or you're an individual entity check out the hispano chamber of commerce and connect with them i promise you you will not be disappointed today monday may 15th 5 30 to 8 p.m drop off items at the vip reception at hotel andalus which is at 125 Second Street Northwest in downtown Albuquerque. Get some hors d'oeuvres, some delicious mm -hmm. hors d'oeuvres. If we're talking Hotel yeah. Andalus, yeah. I'm sure it's right. some pinkies yeah. out. Stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not no yeah. beanie weenies or no, nothing no, like that. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, not, we're not talking Totino's pizza yeah. balls here. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to no, treat you right. <laughs> yeah, no pigs, no pigs in a blanket yeah. here. We're going to have some nice yeah. some appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. Mm. So whatever you have that can help the, the victims of the fire up in northern New Mexico, please help in any way. Like we said, delicious hors d'oeuvres. Uh, some raffles. So you might be able to win a raffle. Mm -hmm. You do good, and you get paid back for it. Don't you love that? What are some of the prizes of the raffle? Do we know yet? I know. We have Macy's uh, gift cards. Oh, we yeah. Have a bike. Some stuff out there. Oh yeah, I need that grill. I think there's I need that grill. Blankets. There's some really good. Rough. Well, like a grill to cook on, or like Paul Wall. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> a real grill. A grill. Come made you, you heard that, Jared. Father's Day is around the corner, so come get your raffle item yeah. with a gift and, and support a cause. Awesome. Well, we love the Hispano Chamber of Commerce that, you know, they're a friend of the show, and we've done some really cool stuff in the community with them the past couple years. So, you know, we honor their friendship and, and looking forward to working with you guys in the future. Uh, Roberta, Joey, anything else before we let you go? We just want to say thank you. We hope to see everyone there tonight again, 5 to 8 p.m. at Hotel Andalus. Come say hi. Thank you, thank you for your time. You guys have been awesome. And thank you. We look forward to meeting people tonight. That's the big thing. We want to meet the community and show that we're here for them as well. Awesome. Come help northern New Mexico that's been affected by the fire. 125 Second Street Northwest. That is Hotel Andalus. Come bring some donations. Come bring some cash. Come have some delicious snacks. Come win a raffle and help your community. We're talking Game 7s when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, you legit got me stumped on this one, Steph. I have no idea what this song is. 
Sounds like an 80s soundtrack to like Turner it's and Hooch. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is Red Hot Chili Sun? Peppers? Is this Are you the sure? new stuff? Is this the new stuff? It sounds like it sounds like an 80s movie soundtrack, right? And it sounds like something that... It does sound... It's played on Seinfeld or something. I'm going to have to look it up. Jared tries to stump us, I think, with some Yeah, you're, you're super right. No, I think this is like when, you know, the, t- the detective is... Looking oh, for, he's yeah. walking down the street, like looking for clues. <laughs> like he's thinking about his direction. You know, his ex-wife's on his mind. Yeah, and his dog's sick. And you know, have you the, ever seen other guys? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. That's like so when good. they're gonna Samuel Jackson and The Rock. They they're like, we gotta go after him, and they take the leap off the roof <laughs> and die. Yeah, like two of the biggest movie stars were in the movie for like ninety <laughs> seconds. Yeah, that was such a flex. I love it so much. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 The Sports Animal. It was really cool having the chamber on. You know, that's they just threw that together last minute. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's help some people. Let's do it. And anything they do that helps community, we at Two Men On are always there to help. So make sure if you have any items to donate, you go down to Hotel Andalus, 125 2nd Street Northwest, right here in downtown Albuquerque. They'll be rocking 5.30 to 8 o'clock. And I have a sneaking suspicion, knowing the Hispano Chamber, that they'll be hanging out afterwards, too. Oh, yeah. It's so not going to close up shop if you, at 8 p.m. Yeah. If you're, if you're pulling up at 7.59, just go. Yeah. Just, just keep going. You're there. 8.15, you can still just go. Just go. 8.30, you're probably safe. Yep. Because they'll probably be there having a margarita or something, celebrating, helping the community. So good for them. Also, speaking of helping the community, we wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors, i.e. New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Best coffee in the state. I would argue the Southwest. You can make a very good case this whole country. And if it wasn't for some people who've been making coffee for like 30,000 years, probably the world. It might be the best coffee in the world. But more importantly, we love what they do for the community. So shout out to New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Hey, basketball fan. That's me. Did you spend your whole day watching basketball? Were you so excited for two game sevens on Sunday when you didn't have to work? You didn't have the kids? Unlike me, you didn't have any yard work? You didn't have to go outside for hours and hurt the top of your hammies and the bottom of your (laughs) butt cheeks? Boy, were you disappointed. Two game sevens that were supposed to be neck and neck, epic teams with some epic players doing their best to send the other team packing, and it was an absolute snooze fest. They were both over in the second quarter. One I thought was going to be a snooze fest, which was the Celtics-Bucks game. I I just had a feeling. Really? Yeah, because, you know, they were out without their second best player. Celtics were at home. They're a legendary team when it comes to the playoffs. And I was like, okay, Giannis has done enough to get him to this point. I don't think he can take that next step without his partner in crime. Now, that Dallas game, that's the one I was very surprised about. I was surprised. I'm not surprised that Dallas won. Well, let's, let's rewind. Let's do a little more Bucks Celtics. Okay. Because the Bucks were my pick at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I thought, I thought the Bucks were going to win it again, and I thought Giannis was going to get MVP. At least he was like a top three vote getter, so I don't feel as bad. 
But I think Giannis is the best all-around player in basketball. I think the Bucks are the best built for the playoffs in basketball. And I thought they were going to win even without Middleton. You, you did? I really did. Mm. I thought they were going to come through and win that game. I thought, let's say, I thought Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to have an unstoppable game on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Let's say, hypothetically, he gets, oh, I don't know, 25 points, 20 rebounds, nine assists, three steals, three blocks. That's got to be enough to win the game, right? No. No, no. it was not. That wasn't even enough to keep it away from being a blowout. Giannis tried to put the team on his back, but it just wasn't enough. Shout out to Giannis because he legit won a couple games by himself. Yeah, yeah. I would have gave them one game in this series. He won three because you can't say he wasn't the reason why they won the first one. Right. And he won the second two. Um, But that game yesterday, if you watch that game in the first quarter, he almost had a triple-double. Sure. He had like 17 points and yeah. like nine rebounds and six assists. First quarter, I was like, oh, this is about to be a Wilt Chamberlain 50-30-12 game or something like that. He just couldn't sustain it because he had to do so much on both ends of the floor. You got to send a special shout-out to Celtics coach Ime Doka. He's like, his defensive plan, because Giannis was just dominating in the first quarter. Yeah. And, like, that's what I expected to happen all game. Yep. But they changed the defensive game plan right at the beginning of the second quarter. And from the second quarter on, the Celtics just dominated that game. It wasn't even close after that. Yeah, and Giannis was doing what he usually does, gets drives the lane, kicks it out. His guys just wasn't hitting any shots. He didn't have any help whatsoever. Four for 33 on three-pointers. That's rough. Second worst in NBA playoff history. Yeah, you're not going to win when you're shooting that bad and Boston is shooting historically the best. Celtics are a strong team, man. I'm not doubting them. I just was a believer in Giannis and a believer in the Bucks. But to take nothing away from the Celtics, I know I'm making it sound like the Bucks lost the game. The Celtics won. Oh, they won that. The Celtics yeah. straight up won the game. They did exactly what they had to do on both sides of the court and played amazing defense. See, and I still have some of that old Boston Garden in me. Sure. I was never Lakers go, fan. Yeah, I don't go yeah. against Boston unless it's the Lakers and they're at home. Like, it's just something about when Boston plays at home. They're hard to beat. They're it's, very hard to beat. It's a different mystique, yeah. right? It's yeah. not the same mystique, but nah. it's still the garden. It's still Boston. It's still the garden. It's still the, the creaky floors <laughs> with a couple of dead spaces and a little bit. It's yeah. still the the back of the house still smells musky. Yeah. And still got like water dripping out of the pipes. It's still the garden. You know, it's still got that mystique. I couldn't believe I was I was reading this too. The Celtics have been in exactly half of the Eastern Conference Finals. That is crazy. In the history of the NBA, they've been in half of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's bonkers. Yeah. I mean, that's a legacy. Yeah, that's – it's a lot of old legacy, but still, for you to hang your hat on that, and that's your franchise. But how many, like, really bad, bad stretches have the Celtics had historically? I think we're the only generation that saw a bad stretch. Yeah. And it wasn't that long either. No, it wasn't that long. They got it together. And they got unlucky. Like a superstar player died out of nowhere. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. 
to be honest, two. Yeah, two. You're right. Yeah, Lynn yeah, Bias. Right. Yeah, you're Reggie right. Lewis. Yeah, yep, you're right. Good job by the Celtics. Uh, do you want to go into the the Suns letdown? It's, let's, <laughs> there, was, uh, there was an eclipse with the moon. Let's, let's hit Suns Mavericks when we get back. Yeah. You're listening to Two Men On. We are inside the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. Whether we're here at the building or we're on the road in the mobile studio, we're always repping John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy. More NBA talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome to superstardom, Luca. Lot of eyes on that game Sunday. Oh man, we're gonna dedicate a full segment to CP3. <laughs> so let's take our boot off his neck for a second, okay? And talk about the game. So that means we put our boot on Booker's neck right here. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Luca, be that dude. Man. There's no really other way to say it. Like, so many eyes were on this game, and he stepped it up. 12 of 19 shooting, 6 of 11, 3 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and only 2 turnovers. Wow. That's a basketball game, boys. Luca stepped his game up, and the Suns, well, they didn't. Not at all. Playing in front of their home fans put up an absolute goose egg. Lost by 33. And it wasn't even that close. Never. Dallas was up by 10 in the first. Up by 30 at halftime. (laughs) Up 30 at halftime in a game seven on the road. Yes. Against a team that won a franchise record 64 wins. In the wise words of Rick James, <laughs> F your couch, Phoenix. <laughs> this is our house now. Luca had as many points as the entire Suns team did at halftime. It is so sad. Oh, man, was that a snooze fest. Like, that is horrible. Not for Dallas fan. And not, I mean, not for people like me who, like, I'm not terribly invested in any NBA team or mm-hmm. any one NBA player. Right. I want to see great games. I want to see great competition at the highest level. Everyone knows I'm a big Houston Astros homer, but not so much with the Rockets. They don't have the same spot in my heart. So NBA, like I follow stories. Like I follow, you know, players. I follow like what's interesting in the moment. And two game sevens in one day is wildly interesting. It's so exciting. And they were both snooze fest. Boo. Okay, now I got a confession. Okay. I was not that excited about either game seven. Just because of the teams. <clears throat> and they, they both played out the way you thought they would? Well, well, one of them did. I, I thought Phoenix was going to win. But it's just what I think of game seven in the NBA playoffs, I think of two teams that have some sort of rivalry, some sort of history. I don't see it with these two matchups that happen. I just didn't get the feel like – Oh, this is must-see TV, and you know what I mean. I, I wasn't—I didn't even watch the Phoenix uh, Dallas game. Um, actually, I was here producing the Isotopes game, and I had one eye on the Bucks Celtics. Yeah, yeah. But then that 
after that blew open, it was nothing. It just wasn't – I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You lied. Back, back in the past, like – and I, I hate to say this, when you have, like, the stars, the big stars, like LeBron and you got KD and all of them, or even you going back to Kobe and Pierce and Garnett and these playoffs, uh, they just – I don't. They haven't grown on me yet, just because we have a lot of young guys who are taking the leadership role of the superstars. Yeah, they. For NBA fan who knows their statistics and knows their value, there are superstars in the playoffs. Luca, boom, yeah. Giannis, mm-hmm. boom, Devin Booker. Not yesterday, but boom. I think it's because Jason Tatum, the guys killer. that we're seeing that are leading the way, they haven't been proven winners. The majority of people, because Golden State's Golden State, but outside yeah. of them, look around who's left. Nobody's won. None of those guys have won won anything. So it's kind of weird because I'm you're used to seeing playoffs where multiple teams have had their years, and then you want to see who wants to be the breakout team of the decade. We don't have it with these playoffs. And I see, I don't see a lot of like dominating teams going forward. There's so much parity, yeah, and there's so many young superstars in the NBA. And going forward, it's going to be like, who's healthy right now? Who can play team basketball right now? And I think there's going to be a lot of parity in the NBA going forward. It hasn't been evened out like this in a long time. You're right, man. It's a lot of teams with some killers on their squad. Yep. And it just takes them to do what Luka did, get hot, put the team on their back, and let's go as far as we can go. Devin Booker's been hobbling the past month or so, even in this series. Had to take a lot of time out, not playing full minutes. Had to play a full game last game, and not so hot. No. 3 of 14 shooting, 0 for 4 three-pointer. Yeah. Two assists. Yeah. Four turnovers. And this is the second time he's pulled this in the game seven, so his stock is falling. He's, he was looked to as the guy as, oh, he's going to be the next Kobe Bryant-like shooting guard, the next D-Wade, the next. You can't come up short in game sevens if you want to have your name next to those guys. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right there. Chris Paul couldn't get it done. Hey, he didn't have that awful of a game. Yeah, he did. I mean, but only 10 points. Yeah, he did. Only 10 points. The game was horrible, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're down by 30, this is what, this is, what it is with Chris Paul. In, in, his, in his defense, he didn't have a turnover. <laughs> there's no turnovers, so there's that at least. He had one point at halftime. Woo! One point. And then he scored nine after that. But they're already down by 30. Down by 30 at yeah. halftime. Oof. At home. Woo! How do you, boy? Dallas did let him win the fourth quarter, though. (laughs) (laughs) If that was anywhere else, do you know what those fans would have done in their team? Can you imagine this happened in Boston? They were down Philly. They were down 42 after the third quarter. (laughs) Game seven, and this is what you do. They are lucky they were in Phoenix, which is a retirement town, and there's lots of things to do. Yeah, it's not. If that would have been a diehard basketball City? Oh, man. Philly? Oh. You know what happened to them in Philly getting blown out by 42 <laughs> after the third quarter? The Knicks. There have, been, about- <laughs> there have been open sacrifices on the court in Philadelphia. Even even a, a city like Portland, they would have went crazy. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's all they got going. That's it. Yeah. That's bad, man. Birkenstocks and basketball. <laughs> that's what Portland does, baby.
<laughs> the only thing Portland loves more than basketball is kombucha. Man, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> Shout out to Sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the farmer's market. <laughs> it's all kombucha oh, all day, man. baby. So poor CP3. Never going to get a trophy. And stop calling him point God. He's point God awful when you need him to be. Good. I'm tired of that. Like, you know, I'm a big Magic Johnson fan. I've had people telling me he's better than Magic. No, stop it. Stop it. Magic Johnson is a bad comparison. Yes. he could do everything. Everything. You compare Magic to LeBron. There you go. Don't compare Magic to Chris Paul. Well, you know, compare, a lot of uh, – Compare yeah. Steve Nass yeah. to Chris Paul. Compare John Stockton to Chris Paul. Well, a lot of people are on this, oh, you put them with any team and they become a contender. Yeah, but that's not what greats do. Greats don't become contenders. Greats win, especially when they have a 2-0 lead in, in a, any playoff series. Oh, that's rough. Oh, man. CP3, man. You know he was not looking at TV. He wasn't on Twitter today. Nothing. No. I, I saw something somewhere where his son told him, Dad, we're going to the gym tomorrow. Like, oh. Okay. That's uh, the, was that like, that? yeah. To keep, a, like, I love you, Dad. Let's keep you distracted. Or is that that's like. That's almost sad. No, or, no. That's, that's, or, yeah. Or, or was it like, I love you, Dad. I'm going to keep you distracted. Or was it like. You need to work on your game. I think it's the second one. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> That's when I have to put my dad foot down. You're soft out there, CP3. Hell out of my damn face. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I just got blew out. Dad. And my son just comes. Yeah, we need to go to the gym, Dad. You're 37. Oh. Dad, as the man of the house, let me tell you. Oh. You need some more practice. <laughs> Luca said. <laughs> Oh, man. Patrick Beverly absolutely lights up CP3 and the rest of the super soft NBA. One hour in the books, Albuquerque. Two more to go. No topes tonight, so you got us all the way up until 7. Got a fun hour coming up. We're talking Deshaun Watson and the Bahamas vacation. We're lighting up CP3. We got Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega to talk high school sports and what he's going up, what got going on. And we got some uh, axe-throwing champs going to go to the national tournament. We're going to highlight them and talk about their journey. Antonio Brown coming up. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. If your Monday is just wrapped up, congratulations. If you're just getting into your car, turning on the radio, you are listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610 Sports Animal. Congratulations, you made it through a Monday. We are so proud of you. I'm Van Nunley, one half of Two Men On. It's a Fredless Monday as uh, he's on like a little vacation. A little vacation. Yeah, he just was like, ah. He's not, not coming in today. He's not sick. He's not playing hooky. He's just, uh, this was on the schedule. Yeah. He scheduled this one for once. <laughs> for once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, to- I'm totally projecting. That's what I do. Like, I just, like, don't show up at the last minute. I'm like, Fred, you need to get somebody in. Call, call Star TV and Radio, Brandon Ortega. I can't make it today. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's more of a van move right there. Across from me, Robert Buck D. Gibson. One hour in the books, buddy. Yeah, man, that flew by, as usual. I'm, I'm beginning to love the Mondays because now those are the long days. We don't have isotopes games, so we can do our full show. Right. I'm loving it. We don't have to, have to force ourselves to smash as much content as possible. We can take our time but, with it. But you we, do have hours, the, baby. we do have the isotopes perks that we won't talk about on air. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Stephanie Griffin on the ones and twos. What's happening, girl? Not much. Just enjoying this afternoon with you guys. You having any fun yet? Yes, I am. Good. I have one request. Yes. No more Nelly when God, Fred's not see, here. See, man, <laughs> you, you beat me to it. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Is that a Fred song? I was. Oh, uh, most definitely. Uh, duh, St. Louis. That's Nelly. A, Fred. Nelly Slow. is Nelly is Fred's Michael Jackson. Oh no. Yeah. You You're remember not. when Charlie Brown's teacher was talking and it was just That's Fred when he's talking. St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. <laughs> Nelly, Nelly Cardinals, Cardinals, St. Louis. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's talk about the worst ideas ever, Robert. Okay. Giving the keys to the Porsche, and in this situation, the private jet. Okay. To Deshaun Watson to go right next to Epstein Island (laughs) and take half your friggin' football team with him to build camaraderie. Hey, it's a a bonding moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they said a lot at Epstein Island, too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't heard, the Cleveland Browns are allowing, I guess that's the word, I doubt they're endorsing. I doubt they're enabling, but they're allowing Deshaun Watson, alleged sexual predator of massage therapists, take half of his team, all of the offense, to the friggin' Bahamas for a team-building exercise. It's the Browns, man. They need this. (laughs) They need this. They need this. Look, they gave this guy... Did you see his contract? The $230 million guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. So there's pretty much nothing he, he can't do. You're right. Like, he basically owns the franchise right now. Didn't they learn <laughs> from the Vikings? No. Dante Culpepper? What happens when you let a bunch of drunk millionaires out on an island? No. Nope. No. This is going to go bad. There is knowing. There's no way this is going to go well. You don't even have to go that far. Let's go to the owners when Washington were the Redskins. Did you hear about this? Sure. Where they had the their cheerleaders down there and all type of mess was going on. Yeah, they weren't cheerleaders for that weekend. No. They. It was like all these owners, and you can just imagine what was happening. And I do have a vivid imagination, and I can only imagine what's going to go down in the Bahamas. Hide your kids, <laughs> hide your wife, hide your massage therapist. Deshaun's coming to town. Sorry, Bahamas. If he planned this, he's got all the spots. He knows where to go. This, Yeah, this don't sound too good. It's like, uh, Deshaun, we're not going to give you the private jet to go to the Bahamas, but we will let you listen to Kokomo by the Beach Boys over and over again, if you'd like. Off-season workouts 
are for here yeah. in Cleveland. Right. You just got here. I was going to say. Now you already want to leave and you want to take half the team with you? Well, I can understand if he went to a cold weather place and was like, I want to get kind of like how Rocky went to Nepal. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, do that. You don't go to somewhere where the weather is nothing like where you play your home games at. I can't believe they're allowing him to do this. Like, okay, I agree that this should happen. I mean, this isn't a mandatory workout. Like, they don't have to do this. This is Deshaun Watson's idea to build team unity. But you got to find a safer, healthier environment to do this. You don't let these guys run loose on the Bahamas when he's an absolute liability. So you're Amari Cooper. You get the invite. Do you pull Deshaun aside or do you like lean all the way into it? Let's let's get it. Let's go. Oh, you say let's get it, let's go. Yeah. Because number one It's the Bahamas. You're like a, <laughs> Amari Cooper. I think it's number one, it's the Bahamas. Yeah, for sure. It's the friggin' Bahamas. You're going on vacation with your new friends in the Bahamas. Cool. But Amari Cooper, he's like a jilted lover. Yeah. Like, he just got traded from his franchise team. That, oh, that's that right. gave him the big money extension, and now they don't want him. Why you don't want me, Uncle Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't allow him to do it. And if they do do it, which it looks like they are. They're doing it. you got to put some handlers on him, right? Handlers, like who's Handlers do no good. Think about it. Okay, we've all seen hard knocks, right? Yeah. The handlers there don't work. So how are they going to work in the Bahamas? They don't even work while they're on camera? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude, this is just going to go bad. I don't see a lot of situations where this goes well. Did they say how long they'll be down there? Forever, once they're all arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to see when they're going. Did he, like, coincide this with some sort of holiday or? Oh, it's all a holiday down yeah. there. Yeah. They could just make up something for Carn- him. The Cleveland Carnival. It's it's uh, <laughs> International Lizard Day here in the Bahamas. Yeah. We'll be celebrating all sorts of amphibious and lizardaceous creatures. Deshaun had me fooled at that press conference, man. He came with the suit and the orange tie, and I was like, hey, man, he's ready to get back to play football and. Put all this behind him. He ain't changed the lick. <laughs> Again, alleged. Alleged. Yeah, thing. but still, when you have those allegations on your head, this isn't something, this isn't the optics that you want to have. You're talking one or two allegations? Yeah. Hey, I get it. I get it. People out there, they're money hungry. Like, you're in a position of power. A lot of people go after people in position of power. I completely understand. 22? 22. 22. He's got Emmett Smith amount of them. 22. That's a lot. Yeah. It's hard to believe. It's hard for me to believe. As a son and brother and father to a daughter, yeah. it's hard to believe. Yeah. What is Cleveland thinking? Are they that down bad where they're just like, we don't care. We're all in on anything that he wants to do. <laughs> Cleveland went, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, and they got done so dirty yeah. with Manziel and Baker. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll take him. We'll give him a record contract. That's so Cleveland. Yeah, because they're give, like, he he has the talent. They don't care about anything don't else. don't care about anything else. Yeah. 
And on the field, he'd be that dude. He's that guy. There's Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Tier. Watson is right there on the next one. Yeah, I hope he does well, man. I don't. I hope he does well. With I don't want this... friends and family and community. I hope I don't want this story to come back. <laughs> I feel I feel like this story is going to come back to bite him. We will be talking about the Bahama <laughs> trip in like three days. What are you talking about? Of course, no. <laughs> oh, right, wait, wait. Let me see. Is he taking rookies? Come on, man. You got to take. You can't take the rookies down there. He's taking everybody. Oh, man. He's taking anybody. He, he's, reports are that he is taking the whole offense. <laughs> this isn't good. All right, Kevin, we're kind of up against it. 505-246-0610. You hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. If Steph allows it, we will let you on. What's happening, my dude, Kevin? Hey, dude, what's on your mind? First time in a long time, I was wondering, is Trujillo and Vitale still around? Uh, Trujillo is right across the glass right now producing for TJ Trout, and Vitale has a few days off. All right, yeah, well, it's been a long time. I was just wondering if you guys caught the uh, 4A, 5A championship uh, track uh, uh, for high school this last weekend. Um, well, lucky you, we're going to be talking about high school sports in the very next segment with KOB TV's Brandon Ortega. And, uh, I gotta say, it's a good day to be a caveman, 5A softball and baseball champions, mighty, mighty caveman. It's a good day to be a topper as well. Get it. Los Alamos, baby. Congratulations to Los Alamos. And my boys, the the 100 meter champion and. 200-meter champion. Well, Kevin, thanks for the call. I'm glad you're a longtime listener, and welcome back to the show. we got a little bit of a different All vibe right, here. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the call. A little bit of a different vibe here on Two Men On than what you're historically used to. Mm-hmm. But all we ask is you give us a chance. That's it. Just a little time. We'll grow on you. We know you're going to be a friend of the show before you know it. Welcome back, Kevin. Good to have you. When we get back, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. We'll be talking high school sports. We're talking about tournament track. We're talking tournament baseball and softball. And we're talking about what he's got going on for his stories this week. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. If the day is done, congratulatoriums. Hey, if you got to work like Saturday and Sunday and you don't have normal hours, that's okay. You hear me talk a lot about being off at 5. and Not everyone has a 9 to 5 job. Some people are working right now listening to us, and that's okay. You don't have to have a traditional 9 to 5 to be a friend of the show. All you have to do is listen in. 505-246-0610. You want to call in, give us your hot takes. 505-246-0610. You want to text us. You know, Robert, we have a lot of friends of the show that you know, they don't necessarily want to hear their voice on the radio. Right. But they want to give us their hot takes. They want to poke us to talk about a subject. You can text us directly, and we can see what's on your mind. But I don't want to know what's on your mind for the next 12 minutes. Because <laughs> I want to know what's on Star of Radio, TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back, New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, 
Brandon Ortega. What's on your mind, brother? Man, what's up, fellas? It is like the calm after the storm in our office because we had a crazy weekend of state championship, high school sports, isotopes, keeping track of New Mexico United and everything else going on in, in New Mexico sports. So, yeah, it's nice to take a little breather on Monday but, but still continue. What, uh, I, I just thought I was going to have a hard time making a rundown, but, yeah, we had some stuff going on today. So, it's, yeah, it's nice to be in the office and taking it easy with you guys. So a huge weekend in high school sports, uh, baseball, softball, championships, track and field wraps up as well. I don't know if you're listening to the last segment, but we have a, a longtime listener, first-time caller, Kevin, call in and ask about the track and field. Can you give us the recap of what happened with uh, New Mexico track and field championships? Yeah, track and field was awesome. I got to be there briefly on Friday and Saturday. And, uh, yeah, the powerhouses showed up once again. He mentioned Los Alamos. They were the girls' champion in, uh, in Class 4A, uh, having the high-point athlete of the meet. And so did Cleveland for the boys' side in 5A. Uh, Antonio Avila was the high-point athlete of the whole meet. And uh, Cleveland now has won nine of the last ten state championships in 5A, six Boom. straight now. Domination. And, uh, yeah, Los Alamos is, is another powerhouse uh, getting it done in, in Class 4A, both the boys and the girls getting a championship in, in pretty convincing fashion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, more for Kevin and Los Alamos, both the boys and girls had the high-point athlete of their respective meets. So, yeah, it was a really impressive showing for track. Do, 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 do. Onward, cavemen. Onward, cavemen. It is a good weekend to be a Carlsbad High School baseball and softball fan as the number one teams in the state hold up for the rest of the tournament and win their respective tournaments. Both Carlsbad Cavemen softball and baseball teams dominated the whole year and won the championship. Tell us all about that, Brandon. Yeah, Carlsbad baseball, let's start with them. I mean, they, they truly were an impressive team uh, in the state tournament in particular. I mean, look, they, they had a, a really solid regular season record that was comparable to, to the other seeds like San Diego. They played in the state championship and La Cueva and, and the other Metro teams that we're, we're used to seeing out here. But, yeah, Carlsbad showed out, especially in the finals, a 7 nothing victory. That pitching staff is as good of a pitching staff uh, certainly this season and maybe in, in recent seasons uh, for New Mexico high school baseball. So that was an impressive showing. And in, in 4A, uh, Albuquerque Academy, St. Pius was a rematch from last year's state championship. St. Pius avenging their loss from last year and, and, and handily beating the Chargers uh, with head coach Mike McCoy leading the way, a 15-2 victory for St. Pius in baseball. Softball, your Carlsbad Cave girls got it done. And it wasn't as easy uh, as a cave girl fans were hoping for to start because they lost the first game of, of Saturday. So that forced a game three, so to speak, between Carlsbad, uh, or excuse me, a second game between Carlsbad and Centennial to the double elimination format, which is always tricky to cover. Uh, but they, they got it done in the, in the final game, a 13-6 win over Centennial. Uh, if cave girls were the number one team all year long, uh, didn't lose until the very end of the regular season which might have woke them up a little bit heading into the state tournament. So congrats to the Cave Girls on that. And in 4A, Gallup won their first softball championship, which is a, 
a traditionally great school in sports, so it says a lot. That was their first softball championship. So, um, yeah, impressive for the 5A and 4A schools in particular. And then we had a lot of other small schools have some really great showing in the state tournaments in baseball, softball, track, and, and everything else. It, it was quite a week. Brandon, I want to I switch it up a little bit. I want to talk about uh, position player pitching. You know, this happened uh, in a big <laughs> game this weekend against the Giants and Fred's Cardinals. How did you feel about seeing former Lobo Luis Gonzalez not only get his first career pitching appearance, but he had a home run off of the great Albert Pujols? It almost takes you back to like watching a little league game yeah. in a major in a major league game. Yeah, like the game the game was out of hand, yeah. and they let a player that really has no business being on the pitching mound. But when it's when it's a hall, future Hall of Famer and, and a fan favorite who's back in St. Louis for the first time in years, I think people got a, a really big kick out of it. And yeah, the New Mexico tie for us, Luis Gonzalez going yard off Pujols. I think it's safe to say that's going to be a, a moment he'll remember for the rest of his career. Um, yeah, that was really, really interesting. And, and it's, it, it, you know, it's one of those times now we're seeing a, a guy like Shohei Otani uh, go to, go both ways, be, being a two-way player uh, at a, an extremely high level that we really have never seen before, maybe in the last century or so. Um, but, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good throwback version of it, like a, like a little, little league game and an MLB game. Sticking with baseball, we had a Burkenio make his big league debut. Chase Silseth. You talking about him? For the yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Far- yeah, Farmington uh, native, Piedra Vista graduate, went on to play with the Arizona Wildcats. A, less than a year ago, guys, he was playing college baseball. And Silseth wow. shot up the minor leagues. He got called from double A to make that start this week against the Oakland A's and was lights out. Six scoreless innings, I think only two hits. Um, yeah. What what a week for wow. him, and uh, excited to see what the Angels do with him. The Angels are off to a great start so far after really struggling uh, the last, I don't know how many years now, seven, eight years, and whatever it's been, haven't been in the playoffs uh, very much in the last 15 years. So they're off to a great start. And, yeah, Chase Silseth from, from Farmington, Piedra Vista graduate, uh, sh- showing out in his MLB debut at just 21 to 22 wow. years old. He's, he's, he's a young buck. I want to say 21 or 22 now. Brandon, I know you love music. I got to ask you. I know you've been busy. You had a busy weekend. Did you get to listen to the Kendrick Lamar? I didn't at the Billboard. Oh. No, that his new album. I have not. Oh. No, I got Do you heard the whole thing? Yes, Van. Tell him he has to get on it. Well, I'm in my like sixth spin <laughs> all the way through already. So yeah, can we, I can we, I highly can we, recommend uh, it. Can we can we put that on loop? In, in our in our party vehicle on Friday. Yes. Can we, can okay. We do that? We'll, yes. We'll definitely. Well, some of it's like a little bit too like introspective and we, depressing for like party skip. music. No, we can we can pick out the one. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. it, it'll definitely be in the mix though. All right, Van. But you, Van, know, you know we're charge, gonna. You're in charge of the play mix, Van. Oh, you know I'm I'll have you. you know I'll have the playlist going for Friday, homie. No Nelly. <laughs> no. no Nelly. No Nelly. No Nelly. That's we're, unanimous. Yeah. No Nelly. <laughs> Outvoted, completely outvoted. More baseball talk, Brandon. We had a pretty historical moment uh, linked to Albuquerque in, in the baseball world. You want to tell us all about that? Oh, you're talking about my, my special report for tonight? Yeah, that is yeah. correct. Give us the preview. Yeah, so so Kara Blackstone, who is an Albuquerque native, went to Del Norte High School years ago, um, is now working for Major League Baseball. 
as a uh, data operations coordinator. And she was on opening day for the Arizona Diamondbacks. She became the first uh, female official scorekeeper uh, on opening day for, for the club uh, in, in their history. And, uh, I mean, you talk about breaking barriers. You talk about um, someone who really just worked her tail off to, to make a, an opportunity happen. Um, Kara Blackstone has a great story. That will be a special report tonight at 10 o'clock on KOB. I, I had the honor of traveling down to Phoenix and, and hanging out with her for hours at Chase Field, hanging out at the ballpark, hanging out in the press box, um, just getting to know what her job entails. And, um, yeah, and, and the struggles that, that came with um, climbing up into that opportunity and, uh, and really earning her opportunity. And, yeah, that's a really exciting story. I've been working on that for a little while now. Uh, we, like I said, we met up with her for a few weeks ago. And uh, she's an unbelievable person who, who is uh, doing some great work uh, and really representing women in sports, which is something I think uh, um, New Mexico has been celebrating. The Isotopes really celebrated yeah. it well uh, recently at the lab, and uh, she, she is definitely belonging on the posters of, uh, of New Mexico women in sports and, and just doing a great job. And we got a special interview with some um, women in sports coming up in the very next segment that I will preview shortly. But speaking of previews, you don't have a lot of review left in you. You're a fiancé for a few more days, and then you're doing a bachelor yes, party. Sir. Then. The most el Ew. eligible bachelor in Albuquerque is about to be off the market. How does it feel, dude? You're about to get married, wow. Brandon. Are you okay? I, I cannot wait. My beautiful bride-to-be, Rebecca, just called me and missed her call, so maybe she's in the radio listening to us as we speak, <laughs> waiting for me to call her back. Um, can't wait for Sunday to come. And it's, it's going to be a weekend long of, of family celebrating together. I have family in California. Her family's all on the East Coast. They're all coming to Albuquerque, and uh, it's going to be a three- three or four day stretch of just uh, celebrating uh, you know what, what's going to be a beautiful day on Sunday so I can't, cannot wait and I'm going to get to celebrate with you guys on Sunday or on Friday a little bit uh, as we hit the town uh, for my, my last night on the town as a fiance so it's gonna yeah I, I, I got a couple more days at work and then Thursday on uh, I'm, I'm off to the wedding and our honeymoon in San Diego, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll try our best to get you there safely for Sunday. Well, I'm, I'm going to gush on you a little bit, Brandon. I'm so proud of you for the person you are yes. and the career man and all of your success, but especially as a husband and father and friend. I'm so honored to know you, and thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being a friend of the show. Right back at you, buddy. Love you. I uh, love Van. I love Fred. Uh, Rob. We're getting to know each other more and more over yes, the last sir. few months and looking forward to getting you, getting to know you more. Um, you guys are doing an awesome job with Two Men On. Uh, you know I've been uh, a fan of your guys ever since we met each other a couple of years ago. And uh, just keep doing what you guys are doing with the show and, and everything around the community. I love what you guys do. Appreciate the kind words, Brandon. Love you, brother. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. Later, boys. Speaking of strong women, we have a – woman athlete and a woman business owner when we get back we're talking axe throwing right here on two men on on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal albuquerque welcome back to the program you're listening to two men on on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal the boys are here but so are the girls uh, the women of uh, the ladies. The ladies. Right here in the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio, 
all of your real estate needs. Make sure you're reaching out and getting your vital information from John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy. Not only is he the best in the biz, loves his community, always out to help, and anything we do that helps the Albuquerque and surrounding areas community, he's right there next to us helping out, and we help helpers. Hey, ladies. Good afternoon. Hey, I love the segue at the end of Brandon's it's part, yeah, a, a story about a successful woman, and we have two successful women right here. De- Diana Montoya, owner-operator of ABQ Axe. You have two locations in town. They're both wildly fun and wildly successful. And you are an OG friend of the show. I know. You are a day one sponsor. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Oh, like three, almost three years ago, right when we started doing what we're doing. You were our sponsor number one. You, New Mexico Pinon, and a couple other friends of the show are our day one supporters. And you guys made it through COVID. We made it through COVID. And congratulations on all your successes and everything you guys are doing. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. And I just want to do a shout out to Albuquerque. Like you said, COVID. COVID hit us all hard. And I just want to give a shout out to Albuquerque out there. They supported us. We have loyal customers. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about ABQX, who you are, and what you do? Uh, we've been in business now um, five years. I do have a business partner, Angela Romero. And how we came about of uh, in urban axe throwing is we were traveling in Poland, and we, we, uh, we came across an axe room. And we fell in love with the sport. And we decided, hey, let's bring it to Albuquerque. And here we are. Here we go. And I love your new uh, axe throwing room. It's a lot of fun. You also got curling. You got other cool, fun games. But the focus is axe throwing. Like That's what people come for, right? Excellent, yes. And it, and it could just be like a couple people on a date. It could be a group of friends. It could be a business meeting or, or whatever. You handle like any and every kind of customer, right, who's interested in axe throwing. Uh, we have a lot of corporate events, uh, birthday parties, bachelor parties, anniversaries, divorces. <laughs> <laughs> those are the, those are the you really need Whoa. to throw an axe right there. <laughs> uh, so just come and celebrate, throw an axe, get some. Uh, it's a stress release, and come and join us at five five zero five zero Suna. And you guys actually just set a, a different vibe. It's a. It's not just when people think of axe throwing in their head. If you would have asked me before even uh, visiting the location, I would not have thought that was the environment. You know, you guys have turf. Um, it's it's nice and clean, and, and it's like a party um, atmosphere, correct? Oh, definitely. It's yeah. really family-friendly. Uh, we do have a tap room uh, and a kitchen available, and it's we keep it clean. We keep it safe. Uh, we just wanted everyone to enjoy the atmosphere. Sitting right next to you, Diana, is Heather Hansen. The absolute best in the biz axe thrower. I mean, I've, I met you a long time ago mm-hmm. working at ABQ Axe, and I didn't know that like you were the premier axe thrower in the city, the state, the Southwest, whatever you want to call it. Like you're on your way to an international competition. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's the International Axe Throwing Championship. It's uh, being held in Toronto, Canada. Uh, April, no, April already passed. <laughs> June, mm-hmm. the next month coming up, uh, 11th and 12th. So 256 of the top axe throwers in the world traveling to um, 
win a whole lot of money. So, so I'm 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 looking here. IATF. Yes. It was established what six years ago. Yes. For it to have grown as big as it has, over nine countries, 150 cities. How did you get caught up in this? So I got into axe throwing um january of 2020 oh. i had a group of my i know i've only been thrown for about two and a half years and you're the best already I'm, well man I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah but no we're not gonna shortchange you and I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay okay <laughs> couldn't be me so um <laughs> i'd been wanting to go for a while um to try it out i'd heard about it said man that sounds like fun and um and in january 2020 had a group of my friends take me for my birthday first time in my life throwing an axe and we threw our our hour which is what most people do the first time you come in and the lovely diana here approached me and says to myself and my roommates you girls are good like you you kind of got a natural knack for this hmm. we've got leagues that we do we're always looking for more women i would love it if you came in a couple of weeks we're having an open house for you to check it out we came we loved it you know, thought it's a reason to get out once a week and um, throw some axes, drink, hang out with some other people that we've never met before, do something new and different and fun. So, and then the pandemic happened. It kind of is like my unofficial pandemic hobby that's yeah. kind of yeah. just taken on a whole life of its own. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you oh. told me two years ago that this was going to be my life. I've been like, you're insane. No, <laughs> no. So, so how long into your axe throwing journey, I suppose it is, to where you're like, wait, I'm like really good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start competing. You know, I mean, you're always competing when you're in leagues. You're always competing because every week, you know what you're throwing. It's counting towards your stats, which are being measured against everyone else. So but I think I would say maybe like fourth season in was when it kind of like clicked like, ooh, maybe mm. this is something that, you know, is going to go somewhere. So, because, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm, you know, beating a lot of people or, you know, measuring up to a lot of the people that have been doing it for a while. I'm, I'm winning league championships, things like that. So, you know, and I'm secretly a very competitive person. I don't like to admit that, but, you know, it's just something that I, you know, was like, I like this. I want to do really well at it. I'm in it. So. so so the championship is in Toronto uh for the Wilson Cup. Yes. Um how long would you say you've been training for this? When when did you say, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to Toronto. This is what I'm trying to win. Probably, well, I'd say about a year or so. So there has not been an IATC in 2 years. The okay. last IATC was in February 2020. There was not one last year because of COVID and everything. Obviously, you know, sure. borders were all shut down and everything. Um, I knew that I was going to qualify. So we call it round one of the IATC, which is everyone qualifies for that based on their league participation. Um, I knew I'd qualified for that. And I said, I, I want to go. I want to see what I can do. So, you know, it's kind of been about the last like nine to, to 10 months or so that wow. I've been like, okay, we're, we're going to make this happen. I'm going to go. I'm going to see you know, how I stack up against the rest of the world, essentially. So you said, like, you're quietly competitive. You have, like, a yeah. real competitive streak in you. What is it about axe throwing that you gravitated to? Was it like you just always, like, wanted a, an excuse to picture your ex's face? 
<laughs> and throw axes and darts and whatever you could, feel, any projectile at it. You'll call out. Like, what is, uh, <laughs> is it too too close to home? Like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's bringing up emotions. No. So what is it about you that like you really gravitated towards? You know, I think it's because so. It, it is a sport, but it's not like a strength sport. It's it's a precision sport. Mm, it's so okay. like detail oriented, which you know I I feel like I'm a very detail oriented person. Right. It's you know you don't have to be the the strongest person. You you know don't have to go to the gym and train for hours on end. It's you know a repetitive motion. It's it's a precision thing. Right. So um and one of my favorite things about it is that it is men and women. It it's not separate. It's right. Everybody can no, in the that, same pool. Yeah. See yeah. that's where I was gonna ask. Yeah. Was it a separate division? So it's everyone. It's a. It's everyone. It's a free yeah. for all. Yeah. So you brought two of your. Uh, Instruments of destruction here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I see there's two different sizes. Yes. There's a smaller, there's a longer one. I don't know the official names. Could you give us the yeah. names and the weights and so what's the significance of the, each other? The smaller axe, which is what we throw for the most part, that's just a standard throwing hatchet. Um, has to be anywhere between one and a half and two and a half pounds. Um, has to be anywhere between 13 and 17 inches. Um, that dude right there is cut down to about 13 and a half is what I throw on. Um, that's what we throw for the most part for a match. Uh, the big dude right there, that's the full, full axe. I feel like Paul Bunyan with this. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, has to be, oh, I always mess this part up. It's between two and a half and three and a half pounds, Mm -hmm. I believe. And has to be a minimum of 25 inches. Okay. So that's what we use for our tiebreaker is the big axe. So we we do have to be able to throw both. Wow. Yeah, you you have to have proficiency on both. International Axe Throwing Championship next month in Toronto. You said you're competitive, so obviously pride is on the line. Yeah. (laughs) But pride isn't enough. There's also a $35,000 purse. Oh. There is, yeah. First first place gets 12 of that. Okay. So, and then there's tiers underneath that, you know, take money as well. You know, I'm... I'm trying to keep my expectations realistic. It's okay. my first time competing outside of New Mexico to be, you know, fully, you know, open about that. I've never competed in, you know, a professional tournament before. It's my first time going. I'm trying to keep, you know, the the expectations realistic. If I can win one or two matches, uh, I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy with that. You have to win the whole thing. I see a movie. <laughs> I see a movie, Van. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie waiting to happen. It's a Cinderella story. There we it may go. be. You never know. Yeah. Because, yeah, well, and that's the other thing. This is our first IATC with um, a whole new rule set, the premier rule set, where it's solid scoring, zero bleed. Which everyone is you're, still. You're going to have to explain that a little. Yeah, bit. We, so you, you normally, us over with yeah, that. so <laughs> normally standard scoring, which is the way um, IATF has been scored for the last five years, is majority of the axe head is what counts. As long as more than fifty percent of your axe blade is in a certain scoring area, you get those points. Wow. With premier scoring, you have to have zero bleed. If you have 99% of your axe blade in the five and you have a millimeter of it outside touching the three, that is a three. Wow. Ooh, yes. Okay. It's much Ooh. tougher. No margin everyone, of error. Yeah, zero margin for error. Yeah. And, yeah, so everyone's still kind of adjusting to that. It's much tougher. I may have a shot. You there never know. So, because, you know, we've all been throwing it for a year now. So, yeah. 
Heather Hansen headed to the International Axe Throwing Championship in Toronto next month. We're going to be rooting for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Bring the home. Congratulations on all your successes. <laughs> thank you. And break a leg up there in Toronto. Thank you. We'll be following. We're going to have to have a recap when yeah. you get back. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I'd love to come back. Diana Montoya of ABQ Axe. You are so gracious. Thank you. To bless the loyal listenership and the friends of the show. We have two gift certificates for an hour of free axe throwing at ABQ Axe. The second this segment is over, 505-246-0610. Call in, we'll get your name and number, and we'll get you two one-hour passes for axe throwing at ABQ Axe. Thanks, Diana. It's good to see you. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Please do. Um, So in Toronto, there's 256 axe throwers worldwide. Okay. And only about 25 women. All right. And Heather is one of them. So I'm really, really proud of Heather. Yes. Let's make Albuquerque proud. There we go. You heard it there. Follow their story. Go check out ABQ Axe, OG friend of the show. It's such a cool, fun, safe, inviting thing to do. I mean, do do you cap people, like how many beers they could drink? Two beer limit. Two beer limit. Two beer limit when you're throwing axes. Throwing axes, axes, You heard it out there. (laughs) If we really like you, we might let you have three. (gasps) That's for the veterans, right? (laughs) The vets. Like the rookies who walk in. Like when Robert walks in for the first time. You're like, nope. No, Robert gets one. Yeah, Yeah, water. You you get one. (laughs) (laughs) You get a soda pop. There we go. A little caffeine to enhance that focus. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Just in the nick of time. It's walking out. Diana and Heather, they're just so fun and charming that I just took too much time. Almost missed the comeback. But here I am, Van Nunley of Two Men On. You listen to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We start our days at the YMCA, and we highly recommend that you do as well. We're helping them with a community garden. So uh, block off your calendar the morning of Memorial Day as we're going to have a grand opening for the community garden at the Horn Branch YMCA. We're going to have a lot of fun with it, going to be getting our fingers dirty and having a lot of fun. So stay tuned for more itch, uh, information on that. Uh, I walked away. Did uh, we get the axe throwing things given away yet? Not yet. Okay, 505-246-0610. We got two one-hour passes to ABQ Axe, 5505 Osuna Northeast, Suite J. So, uh... Yeah, you and a little uh, friend can go throw some axes for an hour. Yeah, something different. Trust me, it's fun. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people post about the axe room, and it's always a good time. Yeah, support a local business, locally owned business, and a locally woman owned business. So support ABQ Axe with what they're doing. 505 246 0610. Call our producer, Stephanie, give them your name, and we will leave you two one hour passes right here at the front desk. Um, so, Robert, you think if somebody throws a no-hitter against you, <laughs> that's an automatic loss, it's right? over. You're there's, done. There's no way. Because you have to get hits to score runs, right? That's what I've always been there's told. There's no other way to get on base and move around the bases and score unless you get hits, right? Right. That's like the OG rules of baseball, right? Right. Uh, not this weekend. 
as the Pirates get no hit and win. What? My goodness. What? Do you know how mad I would be if I was that pitcher? If like, I was a starting pitcher, I would be so upset. And he was a young pitcher, too. A rookie. Yeah. A, another rookie throwing a no-hitter. Having the absolute game of his life. Hit his pitch count. His coach said, I'm sorry, buddy. We got to pull you out of the game. Relievers come in. The relievers don't give up a hit either. But you get a couple walks. You advance the runners by hitting the ball to the opposite side of the field. And then, lo and behold, you play some small ball baseball. You get a run across, and you have a 1-0 win on a no-hitter. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. He was six outs away, man. Hey, oh. This is legit. The most Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds thing in the history of baseball. It's like a race to the bottom. Who wants to suck harder? The Pirates or the Reds? Well, we got our answer. <laughs> we got our answer. We got some serious proof here, too. Oh, my goodness. This is concrete data. Who wants to suck worse? You know what? I'm not going to get a hit today. You know what? We're going to let you win anyways. Don't matter. <laughs> You know, and this this hits close to home. Uh, I was involved in one of these. I was um, playing baseball in Carlsbad. Congratulations again to Carlsbad High School. Caveman and Cave Girls are the respective state champions of baseball and softball. Welcome back to the forefront, Caveman Baseball. Celebrated Caveman Baseball. Hey, shout out to Tom Forney. My high school coach, the field that I played at is now called the Tom Forney Caveman Corral. So congrats to a legend. Anybody from Carlsbad or from anybody from southeastern New Mexico knows exactly who he is, and he deserves all the credit that he receives. Well, I was rehabbing my knee injury because anybody who knows me knows I love baseball. But the only thing I love more than baseball is injuring myself trying to play baseball. <laughs> I was rehabbing the knee one game, and we're playing a junior varsity game against a smaller high school. We're playing against their varsity, and me and another guy are rehabbing injuries. Uh, Big shout-out to uh, big dog Abraham Martinez. As he pitched the first game and threw a no-hitter, we won three or four to nothing. And then your boy Van right here pitches the second game of the no-hitter, and I also throw a no-hitter. But due to walks and errors, uh, we lose. Van Hunter Green. Just like those <laughs> loser Cincinnati Reds, your boy Van has been involved in that exact same situation. So it didn't surprise me when I heard it. That's right. We played Lake Arthur High <laughs> as a JV team. You'll never forget that. They didn't get a hit all game, and they split the doubleheader. Oh. Isn't that bonkers? When we get back, we're talking CP3 and Patrick Beverly. We're going to have some fun with this one. More sports-adjacent content coming your way. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The commercials are already running. Two hours in the books. Duke City, one to go. It's been two hours, and we haven't even bagged on CP3 yet. Can you believe it? About to change now. (laughs) You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. 
Shout out to our new sponsor, Hollow Spirits. That's the place to be in downtown Albuquerque. Hey, you know what? That's the place to be in Albuquerque. There we go. Having a grand opening later this month. They got a double deck patio now. That's the right face to make, Steph. It's really cool. <laughs> They're almost done constructing it, and we're going to have a grand opening. Come join the boys at Hollow Spirits. When we get that sucker done, we're going to be live from Hollow Spirits as we are going to be, let's call it once a week throughout the history of our relationship. We're going to be doing special dinner tastings, special um, uh, spirits tasting. We're going to be doing bartending classes. We're going to be doing whiskey and cigar nights. Uh, we're just going to have the show from there. We're going to be hosting New Mexico United Watch Party. All of this is going down at Hollow Spirits, so... Keep an ear out for the new friend of the show, Hollow Spirits. We love what they're doing in the Albuquerque community, and we are honored to be a new friend of theirs and vice versa. We're about to talk smack about CP3, but first we're going to talk on 505-246-0610, the Sports Animal Hotline. Friend of the show, Joseph, is calling in. What's happening, my guy? Hey, how are you guys? Doing good, Joseph. How are you? Good. So I wanted to talk about that uh, Sun game. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I was just in shock how bad and how, to me, how unprepared the Suns played. I mean, from the jump, it, they just got smacked around. It was 50, what was it, 57, 27. It just didn't seem like, not just Chris Paul, but, Devin Booker and all those other guys, they just didn't want to play, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Joseph. It was a it was a complete suck show at home on the part of the Phoenix Suns. It was non-competitive the whole game. It seems like they just threw in the towel. Yeah, it, it seems like it, because I was just in shock, and I thought it was going to be a close game throughout the whole game, last second shot, but... It wasn't even close. Well, Joseph, let me ask you real quick. Do you? A lot of people would say, you know, the Suns lost this game. But to me, Dallas won the game. They just completely outplayed Phoenix. Do you think Chris Paul is cursed in Game 7? Or is this just who he is, Joseph? Well, I think, well, you definitely have to give all the credit to Dallas. I mean, they just played really well and on the Suns part it just I I don't know I don't, I don't know if it was a curse or if it's just bad play I mean I guess it's a combination of two but like you said you have to give all the credit to Dallas because they just smacked uh, the Suns in the face all right, thanks for the call, Joseph. We appreciate you being a friend of the show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we touched base a little bit on Game 7 earlier in the show. And uh, now I think it's our turn to just demolish CP3. Yeah. Because this is who he is. This is who he is. This is who he is. Look, he is a all-time great point guard. If you don't have him ranked in your top five point guards of all time, you are wrong. Well, I'm right. <laughs> he ain't in mine. <laughs> he ain't in your top five. Nope. All right. Well, let's let's do this real quick. Okay. Before we start talking Pat Bev and okay. CP3. Yeah. 
Who do you have ranked above him? I have Magic. I have Stockton. I have Gary Payton. I have Jason Kidd. And then lastly, I'm going to go with Steve Nash. Okay. I could make an argument for Stockton, Kidd, and Nash, but I have him anywhere in between second and fourth. Because here's the, here's the thing. Okay. I don't – okay, uh, GP, great. The mm-hmm. glove – He's a stud. Yeah. But I don't think he does offensively what any any of those other people listed do. He's an all-time defensive great. Mm-hmm. Great. I had him right right after that group. Yeah. And I'm going to take out Magic Johnson because he had just as many games at forward, just as many games at center. Whoa, whoa. He was You're taking he was a, Magic out of the point guard conversation? I am cuz I put no. I put him I put him as a hybrid. I don't even consider him to I'm talking about classic run a play, get assists point guard I think I put Magic Johnson in another echelon so I'm gonna take because he's the greatest point guard of all time okay Magic Johnson you're right he's the greatest point guard of all time but he's not even a point guard he's a hybrid he's he's like the precursor to LeBron he's the pre-LeBron but I got Stockton Kid Nash that's it that's the only three better than CP3 and I could if you ranked CP3 as high as second I wouldn't be mad at you either I'm not going to do this with you. Besides <laughs> besides Magic, Stockton's the greatest of all time, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, guess, no, dis- there's no disagreeing there. Guess only, well, only thing I can say. Guess, hey, hold on. Okay. Guess who else doesn't have a championship, though? Stockton. John Stockton. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, Let's get to the CPT slander because that's please, a whole different. Please. Cause cause this is, could, yeah, that's this a whole is way more fun than debating top five. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Let, I, wanna, I have to say what Pat Beverly was talking about this morning. He was doing the rounds. He was on all the TV shows and the talk shows, and he just came flat out and said it. And this is – I don't like Pat Beverly as a player, but him as an analyst, he has a job as an analyst whenever he stops playing. He came straight out. He says, man, Chris Paul can't guard nobody. Everybody in the NBA knows that. What do we call him? Cone. You know when you do cones? Like in the summertime, you got a cone? Sure. You move. You make a move, and what does the cone do? Stay still. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, he was ripping him Uh-oh. up this morning. What are you talking about, a commentator? What are you talking about, an analyst? He's coming after your job. <laughs> that is fire. That is, that is just, pure comedy right there. Hey, that's just, I don't care. I'm going to tell you how it is. He was naming names, teammates, friends. This is how we feel. You're like, nobody fears this guy. Nobody. We know exactly what's coming when he come, when he's coming to the house. Who cares if he gets 15 assists, if he can hold him to eight points? Yeah. The, also, he was talking about how – no one loses sleep when they know they're going to play CP3. He says, okay, with Curry, you got to go to bed early. Yes. Being in bed by 8 p.m., you got a long day tomorrow. Yeah. CP3, I can go to the club, <laughs> strip club, be up, uh-huh. have a couple beers, show up whenever after gambling with Michael Jordan, and that's what we're going to do. Dude, that is absolute <laughs> fire. That's like the best diss I've ever heard. Of a basketball player. It's like, you don't even have to go to bed early for no. this guy. He said, that with, is fire. With Steph Curry, he's going at 8 o'clock. Mom, don't call me. My girl, don't call me. I got to play Steph Curry tomorrow. <laughs> CP3, I'm hanging out with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what he's going to do tomorrow. That That is everything right there. To hear that from a player, we're not used to that. 
we're not used to that behind the scenes really giving us what you guys think about a different player who we will say is one of the greatest of all time, and that is just, woof, fire. And that's crazy that it's it's CP3, too, because you could make the excuse early in his career that he was always on a team that was on the come-up, yeah, and they fell apart right at the end. Yeah. Like, they weren't good they enough. They weren't to ready. Take, yeah. He was never in that one situation. His last couple teams, they were in that situation. They won 64 games this year. Yeah. That is a franchise record. A franchise that's had some great players and great teams. Who do we got? Okay, 505-246-0610. When you call and Stephanie lets us, we listen. Doc on the phone. What's happening, Doc? Is this Doc Rivers? Hey, no, no. I, I'd be waiting for my firing notice if it was Doc Rivers. No, it's not Doc Rivers. Well, welcome to the program, hey, Doc. Just, what's on your mind? I, well, I'm from Detroit, so you probably know what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. Isaiah Thomas is maybe the best guard ever, Ooh, and he's definitely in front okay. of John Stockton. Okay. Got a bunch. Got a bunch. Of, how many championships did he win? How many? conference finals in a row did they go to and he's just an unbelievable player i know he's kind of old but he's not any older than magic johnson and everybody knows he's the best and i can grudgingly admit that because i went to michigan state so okay well if I, I, if isaiah thomas is so good doc why didn't he make the dream team oh <laughs> no more that's right uh, hey, i will uh, I'm playing, I'm playing. I will tell you this, though. I forgot about I, – I do say I do apologize. I forgot about Zeke. He used to he used to give Stockton the business, yeah. <laughs> like for real. Yeah, that's my well, bad also. He everybody the business, man. And, yeah. Uh, if you ever watch that one, that one uh, conference final or that one thing against the Lakers where he had uh, yeah. the nearly broken ankle, the ankle and what he did in that game. Yeah. Um, it's it's just amazing how he he played for that team for for all the years that he did, and uh, it just was a lot of fun for basketball people to watch. And I, I I mean he was really good, really good. And I know a lot of people don't like that team because they were supposed to be rough and dirty and all that. They were the bad boys, but they were our bad boys. Hey, they learned that style of play directly from Boston Celtics. Sure. They had to be that team yeah, to get over sure. that hump. You know what? You, you're probably right about that. I have to go along with that. Uh, that's just the way it was kind of back then, you yep. know? Yep. But uh, Isaiah had the handle and uh, the motor and the team attitude and spirit and just pretty pretty cool player. Let me ask Anyways. you, how do you feel about CP3? Like, Do you feel like he should be talked about with the likes of Isaiah Thomas? Well, you know, he's really good. In fact, I saw him play here in Albuquerque. I don't know if you yeah. guys were around back then, but he, he brought Wake Forest here uh, when they were number five in the country. And I think that's the year we had Danny Granger um, on our team. And, we man, we gave him a run for our, for their money for, like, you know, uh, the first half and some of the second half. But after that, he really took the game over. I was really impressed with him when he was in college. Since then, I mean, he's he's good, but I, I got to think there is something to it. I don't know why he can't seem to close a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had he's had just a bunch of opportunities, and he cannot 
close the deal. And I, I hate to say that it's clutch, and I know he's had some injuries, but, you know, there's people talking right now that he's going to come up with some injury that he had. In fact, he might have already. He already did. Yeah, he already did. At the end of the game, he was already clutching his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah. You know, that's, that, that kind of turns me off. I mean, he's a fun player, and he, you know, but, yeah, I don't, I don't put him anywhere near the top five. Nowhere. I just don't. Well, CP3 will always have Lob City. (laughs) That was an exciting moment in sports history. That was one of the funnest times in the history of the NBA, and he got to be part of Lob City, so that was cool. But besides that, congratulations. You're on the cusp of the top five. You're never going to win a championship. I'm sure you're a lovely person. (laughs) Hey, Doc, are you a a fan of all Detroit sports? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. How hard yeah. is it to watch Miguel Cabrera hit milestone after milestone knowing that they wasted that time with him being an absolute baseball legend? <sighs> well, it's hard, you know, but they did try there for a while. I mean, sure. we had we had Justin Verlander and uh, Max Scherzer. Yep. And we just and then we went and played the A's and we got like wiped out in four four games. Yep. Yep. It was like, you know, that was that was it. We had a window there where we were knocking on the door. Uh, but then it just got to a point. I mean, we're not a small market team, but we're not a big market team and when it came time to pay everybody, it just wasn't going to happen. And they had to start start breaking that thing up. But god, what a great guy to watch. Talk about but, you know, it's been that way in Detroit with almost all sports, you know. Um, it's, whether it's Cabrera or uh, uh, Barry Sanders or mm. Matthew Stafford or, you know, it's just like when it comes time to really pay, um, we don't seem to be able to step up like the rest of them, you know. Yeah, I agree. You it know? takes uh, it takes it's, really good development with your younger players and it takes uh, a little money. But it takes an institution, it takes a culture that people want to go play there. Yep. And I don't know if any Detroit organization has that right now. But, man, that, that rotation when you had a younger, more spry Miguel Cabrera and you had Verlander, Scherzer, uh, Annabelle oh, it Sanchez. Fun, it was fun to watch, man. Uh, Rick Purcello. Fastballs and the big bopper coming up there at the plate. It yeah. was fun times. I, I thought they were going to get over the hump and win one when they had that rotation. But uh, – Thanks, yeah, hey, thank too, Doc. Man. Thanks for the perspective. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the show, and thanks for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, well, it's been about a month. Guess who's back in the news? Welcome back to the rotation, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm tempted to just let this whole song play. That beat is fire. Yes, it is. welcome back to two men on on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal the boys got a new friend of the show teller vodka new mexico's vodka they do it right there i love their spirits everything they do touches turns to gold excuse me if you haven't been to the lab you haven't been to tope stadium Got a sip of their watermelon walk-off or their blueberry lavender lemonade or their mariachi margarita or their soon-to-be grapefruit hibiscus lemonade, which, in my opinion, is the best out of all of them. 
make sure you check that out. You can get Teller Vodka and Teller pre-made cocktails anywhere you get your hooch. Steph, you look like you're about to say something. Where you, get, you got excited for them cocktails, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even drink, but I'm like, man, those sound delicious. <laughs> yes. They do. They are. They are. They're legit delicious. And they're pre-made. It's like each can, like you buy, you get them by the four pack, right? Mm-hmm. Or you get them by the single at Tope Stadium, obviously. But there's two shots of vodka in each can, so you could either split them in between you and a friend. Maybe you're on a date with a lady friend, you can grab a little extra cup, two cups with some ice if you're fancy. Stick your stick your pinkies out at the lab, or you could just pound a can and <laughs> get a double, baby. Because you, you know how I roll, Rob. That's I how I've like, been doing it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's how we've been doing it. Would you like to split a cocktail? <laughs> uh, I will split two with myself. Would yeah. you like two also? <laughs> They're great. You really be like with your date, like, do you want to split a cocktail? You'd be like, no. Yeah, this is Albuquerque. <laughs> she, yeah. she don't want to split nothing. Yeah. She wants her own. She could probably drink, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 guess who's back? Antonio Brown. Man, the Kanye West of the NFL. And he's Kanye West boy, too. Yeah, he is. Hey, Antonio, <laughs> I think you should retire a stealer, man. Have you heard his song? Antonio Brown's? Yeah. That Kanye produced? Yeah. Even even with Kanye's production, it's still garbage. Yes. Well, he does yes. not have a song, does he? Yes, he does. Uh, Antonio Brown has multiple songs. He has he has a song with, it's it's crazy because they say Antonio Brown featuring Keisha Cole, but it's really just Keisha Cole singing, yeah. and he's auto-tuned in for like four verses. That's it. <laughs> That's it. God, it's so funny. Man, this guy, it's going to be the best Netflix series. Oh, Oh man, could you? Okay, what do you? Th- oh, he's got like what two more years maybe of being an NFL player if someone will give him a chance. Yeah, and then after that, he's got two more years, three more years to be an absolute idiot or completely turn it around. Yeah, he could do the Mike Tyson thing where he just turns into the OG and we just look back on all the craziness. Yeah, he can go either way. You know how he's not gonna do it? Hanging out with Kanye. Hanging out with Floyd Mayweather? Uh, no, dude. Quit hanging out with rappers and boxers, bro. Well, he hasn't earned their level, though. <laughs> he ain't earned that level that they have. They, they're on a different level. Hey, for real, though, if we're talking peaks, Antonio Brown's peak oh. is as good as Mayweather's peak. Oh, Antonio Brown's peak is as good as Kanye's peak. Yes, it is. He, people forget because he's an absolute idiot. Now, he was the best player in football for a minute. For a while. He was unstoppable. He was money. But now Antonio Brown says that he wants to retire a bingle. I'm a bingle, a stealer, excuse me. He wants to retire a stealer. He wants to play out the twilight of his career in Pittsburgh. Well, actually, let me correct that because I looked at it here. He had a tweet after that that says, just retire, not play. That's what he said. So you with know that, he wants to with, play. with that being said, he wants to play. This solidifies what I've been saying. He has CTE. Where else is he gonna retire as? He spent eight years as a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> he was then they traded him to the Raiders where he never played. Never played. Then he went to New England where he played one game. A game. And then he went to Tampa Bay where he played let me see. Two games and a playoff run? He played eight games and then seven games. <laughs> 
even though he did get a Super Bowl with Tampa. But gotta still. Got a ring. Where else are you going to retire? Yeah, what, when he retires, he's going to be like, anything but a Steeler, bro. Not Pittsburgh. He don't even remember his Raiders number. <laughs> he didn't even play there. Remember that whole helmet thing and yes, oh man, froze his feet off like an idiot. This guy, this guy, really put that out there like it was profound. Like there was a debate on when he retires, what is he going to retire as? This was the guy who took off his whole jersey, right? Yeah, Correct. everything. Same oh guy. Yeah. Everything. Same, same guy. Same guy who took off his jersey in the middle of the game. Same guy. He can't look. Okay, take away Tampa because because yeah. of the way he exited. Sure. That leaves you eight years with Pittsburgh and one game with New England. <laughs> what else are you going to do? He sent that like it was something prolific. <laughs> do you have to play a certain number of years before you can actually call it retiring before it's just like quitting? Well, oh, that's a that's, good question. Mm, okay. Because he okay. actually did quit. Yeah, he quit. <laughs> he quit like no other. Multiple times. Yeah. Whether it was his choice or not, he quit a bunch. <laughs> his behavior made him quit. So I, I say in the middle of like next year, uh, what is it, week 11 when he figures out nobody wants him, yeah. he's going <laughs> to have a press conference with no shirt on. <laughs> sure, of course. I haven't seen a prep conference with a shirt I, on. I just it's been a long time. It's high time. I just want to retire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a stealer. <laughs> they don't want you. That's the problem. They like, ran you out of town because you kept about, acting like an idiot. We gave you away to four teams. <laughs> I, that made no sense. That tweet made no sense whatsoever. Oh, something Antonio Brown did didn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, how novel. Yeah. This is new. I feel like he's the type to put his whole uniform on, strap up his helmet, go down to the field, <laughs> to the stadium in Pittsburgh, just be at the dorm. <laughs> I want to retire. <laughs> you guys take an application? Yeah. I just, How does this work? Where do I sign up to I, retire a stealer? I brought a resume. Is it open auditions today? Yeah, no. I have that open audition. That's perfect. I want to speak to the manager. I have my, I have the link to my profootballreference.com. <laughs> Would you like to see it? There's some really good numbers. Because I had a lot of choices here, fellas. It was either you or New England. <laughs> I can't go back to Tampa Bay. Seven out of eight years, over 1,000 yards receiving. Man. Seven out of eight years, excuse me, six out of eight years, over 100 receptions. Yep. What he did in Pittsburgh is Hall of Fame worthy. What he's done since is, um, I guess, Barnum and Bailey worthy. Because the dude's a clown. Yeah. But maybe someone will get into their we-need-a-receiver bag. Okay, put it to you this way. This, this, sound, this is a bad comparison, but this is kind of what it comes down to. Say a team needs a receiver, third receiver. And your only choices are him and Terrell Owens. Where are you going? To both. Give me both. Oh, <laughs> I you want, got enough. I want both already. Oh, that as long team. As, as that lo team would blow up. Man. Wait, hold on. Let's <laughs> let's quantify this real quick. Is it my team? Your team. Neither. <laughs> Anybody else's <laughs> but, team? But you know what's so both. <laughs> your team needs a receiver. The Packers need receivers, bro. 
Can you imagine a Ooh. sane Antonio Brown oh. catching balls from Aaron Rodgers? Whoo, buddy. I could see T.O. still getting about 50 to 60 catches in the league right now. Do you put T.O. in, like save him? Like oh. run run the defense ragged for three quarters? Put a fresh T.O. in in the yeah. fourth quarter? Oh, it'd go crazy. Yeah. I could still see him doing that. You saw you saw T.O.'s workout tape a couple weeks ago, right? What? This guy has no fat on his body whatsoever. Crazy. He's playing in that fan, fat fan league as well. Yeah. He's doing nothing but catch, catching touchdowns. Killing it. Antonio Brown. We gonna, I don't think we're going to stop talking about you. He's not going to let us. He's going to do stuff like this. I was just playing. I want to play now. That's coming. Look, oh, it's coming. Get ready for it. If, if August. He, if he has a stretch of not doing anything stupid and he goes to a counselor or whatever – He's going to get another chance. I think it's going to work. He's too good. I think it works the other way around. I think a team will show interest, and they're going to be the ones to have him with the counselor and all that stuff. Put a handler on him. Yep. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dez. When yep. Dallas put a handler on Dez. Mm-hmm. It could work. He'll get another shot. He's that talented. He was the best receiver in football about five or six years straight. He's already put together a Hall of Fame career. I hate to tell you that, yep. everybody. He'll get another chance. If he can prove that he's not an insane person for like a couple weeks, then uh, he'll get another shot. And he's only 33 years old. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Wow. Jerry played to what, 42? I thought Jerry was like 50-something when he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> he looked crazy in that Seahawks uniform. When we get back, some weird, unwritten rules of baseball that you probably didn't know about. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Albuquerque, what it do? Welcome back to the program. Van Nunley, Robert Buck D. Gibson, and behind the glass on the ones and twos, Stephanie Griffith. Yeah, are you going to be with us tomorrow? You got one no, more? No, I'm, I'm hoping that um, Vital's off vacation. Yeah, Vital's going to be done with vacation? I thought we had one more, but that's okay. I miss Vital. I hope he's having a, a great time on his vacation. Robert Buck D. Gibson. Yes, sir. Um, I didn't know this was a thing, so this is totally a today I learned kind of situation. And I want to tell you a little something that happened a hundred years ago today, there was a question in um, a Brooklyn newspaper. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like an editorial, like a, a, a reader of the newspaper will ask a question. They'll put it in. They'll ask around town, man about town, you know, jotting down your answer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The question from Miss Bertha Gold, Gold with an E. 285 Kingston Avenue in Brooklyn. Her question on this day, a hundred years ago, should fans be allowed to keep baseballs batted into the grandstand? <laughs> and I read that. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, like you, how expensive are these balls where you don't want to let fans keep them? What? And that was a hundred years ago. A hundred yeah. years ago. So over a hundred years ago, and I know after I told you about this, you got a follow-up story to this. Yeah. But 100 years ago, 
You had to throw the ball back. There was no giving it to a kid. There was no holding up the ball and waving to the crowd like, oh, cool, look what I got. There's no friggin' getting a snow cone. There was no uh, giving it back to the crowd. There was no like, oh, my God, this is your first career hit. I can't wait to get a signed bat instead of this. No. No. You had to give the foul ball back. All business back in the day. And I'll take it to the next level. Not only was there no honor system and you just brought it back, there were special policemen <laughs> hired to acquire all the balls back. Team property. What do you think? So you couldn't be sneaky and like bring your own like generic ball in, and then if you caught one, switch it out in the pocket. Oh, uh, see, I don't think. See, see here, yeah, that's Burkenia right yeah, there. Yeah. See, she immediately, her mind immediately went to crime. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a criminal mind state. I don't think they Shout just had ARS one. <laughs> I don't think they had baseballs as a, an a abundance that we do today. Sure. So I think that's why they were like that with the balls. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like the owner of the team is like, my nana hand sewed these baseballs. <laughs> like I got to get them all back. Get brown. Hire the cops yeah. to get all of these balls back for us. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that's nuts. That is crazy. There were cop. What do you think costs more, renting a cop or making another baseball? How important were these baseballs? You know, those cops back then were b- cracking heads. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn Dodger fans, don't forget to return all your foul balls or you're going to be arrested by a special policeman here patrolling the crowd. These baseballs don't grow on trees, Brooklyn. You know what stopped this, right? You know what stopped this? Tell me all about there it. There was a fan by the name of Reuben Berman back on uh, 1921, May 16, 1921. Uh, he sued the New York Giants. There was a game at the Polo Grounds because he was being escorted from the game because he wouldn't give the ball back. And he got roughed up. So you're right. The cops were b- cracking skulls. Back in the day, he sued. He was awarded $100, and they actually allowed him to keep the ball because he got upset and tossed it into the crowd. So he won 100 bucks, <sighs> and it, the, the lawsuit story went across the league, and teams were saying, you know what? We're not going to pay $100 for this because we don't want to get sued. Let's let the fans keep the balls. That's what it took. That's what it took. That's what it takes everything in America. Yeah. Hit the pockets. You hit them in the pockets. Yeah. You take them to court. You make them admit they're wrong. You hit their pockets. And then surprise, surprise, they end up doing the right thing because they're forced to. I, I was, have a, a uh, weird question. Go ahead. Okay. okay, you said his name was Berman? Yep. So is that why they call the grass area the berm? <laughs> the berm. Like, because that's <laughs> where you can go catch it? I don't know. That was just like my hey, mind. Hey, I, I like the way your mind works because I wasn't thinking about that at all. <laughs> That's where you have to go to catch your foul balls there and not go. sue anybody. Yeah. They said it took actually a few years for all the other teams to get on board with the idea. That is crazy. The game of baseball has come a very long way. You're saying you're going to make me give these uppity dames my baseball? <laughs> That's not how the Brooklyn Dodgers do business here. Well, I'll tell you what. You could keep a foul ball, but you couldn't have a black player. <laughs> right. Yeah. It took that's so crazy. A hundred years ago, <laughs> they took they took the teams to court. It took litigation <laughs> over keeping foul balls, but black players couldn't play 
for another yeah. 40 years. With that Josh Gibson, nah, uh, nah, we'll let you keep those balls. Satchel Page. <laughs> I'd rather have a satchel of balls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Horrible. History is nuts. Yes, it is. Like, I forget, like, this is the mind state of people. Like, you go back in time, you're like, you can't keep foul balls? Like, think about it. All the people who are sitting, like, at the horseshoe around home plate, this is before there were nets. I was just about to say that. So, these either people, it was a strikeout, a hit, or you got a ball. Yes. That was it? Every foul ball hit straight back oh. was like your life was in danger. And you don't get to keep that yes, ball that you, don't get you to caught. Keep it. Oh, right, that you is bad. You got a black eye, and yeah. you didn't even get to keep the ball yes. for it. Oh, my gosh. That is horrible. Yeah. So this day in history got the ball rolling, literally, of getting of fans getting to keep baseballs. We're talking about foul balls. I'm reading here. That was for home run balls as well. Yeah. Couldn't even keep a home run ball. So did they have, like, buckets in the aisles where you just had to drop them in? And no, the cops count. were patrolling. They come and get it. They have the cops had a, a nightstick and a baseball glove. This is before guns. So like <laughs> <laughs> They're with their little whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it instead is. of an itchy trigger finger, they had an itchy batar <laughs> baton finger. And it's like, ah. You're gonna you're gonna hand over that ball, Gladys? Or is it gonna, we gonna do this the easy way? Gladys. We're gonna do this the hard way, huh? <laughs> this is insane. All right, that was a very stupid rule. I'll tell you what. Let's do the varsity of stupid rules when we get back. I like that. Stupid rules in sports. We'll figure that out. More sports-adjacent content with our I-9 varsity when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. What a program today, Albuquerque. Had a lot of fun with it. My favorite guest producer was here. You could tell Bob to his face I said that. Ouch. Look him dead in the eye. Say, you know what Van said about you? You're the second best guest producer. <laughs> Did Bob train you? Bob and Mike, yes. Okay, he had a little, the best of both worlds. Yes, that's the only reason why I know how to do my job. We're very lucky here to have some excellent producers, the Sports Animal and KKOB and all around the cluster. Nothing but talented people surround us here. I mean, not as talented as us, but I mean, that's that's okay. Hey, she's teaching me as well. She helped me out big time yesterday. Robert also does some production. Yeah, you do yeah, isotopes really games. What else you been doing? Isotopes, just isotopes games. Just isotopes games. It's not just because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it is. I love it though. Josh Shushan makes it so much easy. Dude, he's so talented. He, oh my gosh, he's man. so he he. He just throws lobs after lobs, and it's just right there. Albuquerque is lucky to have him. The Isotopes are lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. The Isotopes as an organization uh, is yes. amazing top to bottom. It's, it all starts at the top with John Traub. He's just an amazing dude, runs, yep. a, runs a tight ship. And he's just John surrounds himself with the most talented people, and he's so good at what he does. And we're proud to be a friend of the Isotopes, and I'm, I'm sure if you ask them, you know, not on record. They'll tell you that um, they like being a friend of the show as well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today we got the I-9 Varsity. 
of stupid sports rules. And I'm going to go a little bit off schedule here with like just stupid stuff in sports in general, but make sure you check out I-9 Office 280. They are the best in the biz. We love them so much. They've been an OG friend of the show. Hey, just like our friends of the show, ABQ Axe was on. You know, Shout out to Diana Montoya and Heather Hansen, who will be traveling to Toronto to compete in the International Axe Throwing Championship. You could follow their adventures on social media. They're an OG friend of the show back in the day when we're just doing Saturdays as ABQ Central. Now the boys are daily, and we still send shout-outs to the OG friends of the show. Another one being I-9 Sports. If you're curious about Little League here or any kind of sports support for the youth of Albuquerque, check out I-9 League Office 280. That's League Office 280 at i9sports.com or 505-312-4999. Today's I-9 Varsity is the uh, Varsity of Stupid Sports Rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll kick it off. And you know me. You know I'm like the biggest baseball dork on the planet. Yeah. I love baseball. I watch multiple games every week. Uh, every isotope homestand, you're going to see me there a couple days a week. I don't miss day baseball. I was at two day baseball games last week. Give me all the day baseball you got. But this one's dumb, okay? Baseball managers wearing uniforms. Oh, my gosh, yes. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> like, can you imagine, uh, the, like the basketball coach? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. Do you want them to wear suits? Like, well, no, I, they can wear whatever but, they want. Because I can't imagine either any other coach wearing the uniform of their team. No, I can't imagine. No so sport. It's almost like they they're like, put me in, coach. I can take it. I could I could <laughs> yeah. pay for anybody out here. One person in the history of baseball <laughs> should have worn. His complete baseball uniform while he was coaching, and that's Pete Rose, because Pete Rose was a player oh, coach. Wasn't for Frank a, Robinson one back in the day? I believe he was. He too. went straight from a player to coach. Oh, okay, I, I don't know if both. Frank Robinson was a player coach. Okay, okay, you might be right, but I, I, I know good Pete tidbit. Rose was. That's a good tidbit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, imagine. Uh, I get his name wrong. The the Celtics coach. Whatever the Celtics coach is, he's just out there in his jersey and shorts and some Jordans, just like on the sideline, just a, or like John Harbaugh and like full football regalia with the pads and the helmet, like just like coaching from the sideline, wearing what everybody else wears. I looked it up. Frank Robinson was a player manager with the Cleveland Indians. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Scratch that. Two okay. people. Yeah, because I don't I can't think of anybody else. Bro, you can wear just relaxing <laughs> shorts. If you want to church it up like I do, you like playing dress up like Van. You could wear a suit in yeah. the dugout. Yeah. But it is dumb and it's it you need to realize how ridiculous it is. It. It's like, no, I'm baseball fan number one, and this is like the one of the dumbest things they do. Okay. I don't even watch this sport, but I do know they do this because I had to look into it. It made no sense. NHL Getting a point for a loss in overtime. Yeah, okay, that's dumb. What? Yeah, that's, that's, I was like, this makes huh. no sense whatsoever. That's legit dumb. So yeah. they get a point if they lose? Yeah. So that on their on their they have a point scale as their record. Huh. They get a point if they lose in overtime. 
That makes no sense to me whatsoever. So your goal would be to lose? You just Yeah, yeah like let's at least get to overtime. Yes. We still get a point if we lose. Nah. That's not nah, that's a participation trophy. Don't like it. That is that's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. What do you got? I'll give you another one and we have railed on this for years now. I thought it was exploitive and manipulative and it's basically wage slavery not paying college athletes yes you are directly making money off of their labor and you're not paying them that is one of the dumbest things in the history of sports and i'm so glad it's over and if you're out there and you have some open ears and you've been listening to us you're an og friend of the show you've known that we've hated this for years and we're glad that it's almost over because not everybody gets a scholarship either no right right no i got one i'm going with two sports i don't really know too much about but this one i really have a gripe with golf where the fans have to be quiet yes that makes no sense whatsoever so i pay to come see people that i want to see play golf and i have to be quiet yeah no yes they're the professionals let them play through me screaming throwing beard like everybody else does (laughs) And then show me how good you are. That makes no sense to me. Okay, I got another one. And this is like sports-wide. It's like, as your sport evolves, why are you so scared to change the rules? Whatever it is. Yes. The dimensions on your court. Mm -hmm. First off, NBA courts need to be bigger. Yes, they do. You need more area outside the three-point line. You need more area to rebound, and the court needs to be longer. I know they're running around for an hour, and it's very hard to do. That is not what I'm saying. But the courts need to be bigger. When you invented this sport, the average human was a foot shorter. Do you know how? (laughs) And then they couldn't jump. Do you know how big these NBA players are? Oh, my God. Robert, you got another one One before we go? uh, Lower the WNBA goal. Okay, lower more dunks. Lower the goal. Let's make it happen. Free Brittany Griner so she could dunk on these fools. She did that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for the friends of the show. Some great calls. Thanks to Joseph. Thanks to Doc. Thanks to all our other callers and textures. Shout out to friend of the show, Brandon Ortega, for getting us the high school championship breakdown. Thanks for uh, the Hispano Chamber of Commerce's um, Roberta Ritchie and Joey Gutierrez for telling us about their event to benefit northern New Mexico. They'll be at Hotel Andaluz until 8 o'clock. Bring any donation. Bring cash. Share your Ven- uh, your Venmo. Share your card. Uh, thanks to the ladies of ABQX, Heather Hansen and Diana Montoya. Shout out, anybody, Rob? No, just shout out to all the listeners. Thank you, guys. We love you. See you tomorrow, Burke. Yeah,